Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast. This is Josiah Igano. I'm joined with my co-host, as always, Derek Devine. Derek, how we doing today, man? Living, living large, man. How is it on your end? <laughs> living large, baby. Likewise, man. Take it. Take a page out of your book, man. You know what I'm saying? How's the <laughs> how's the how's the family how's the family doing? Man, I'm doing well, man. We got we don't got a complaint in the world, man. Mm, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. So I figured we I figured we hit some you know some current events, you know, as as uh, as they've come up in our world, our sphere, you know, the things that we're interested in and things that you know we talk about on a daily basis, man. How does that sound? Yeah, there's always plenty of that. Oh my gosh! So I, I guess you know, for, <laughs> first and foremost, I mean, this was probably uh, one of the most uneventful drafts, NFL drafts, that is of all time, man. Yeah, it sure was. I mean, did you watch? Did you watch every pick, uh, man? Did you watch every round? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I, I got stuff to do, but I mean, it's I, I tried to watch. I tried to watch the first round. Yeah, you know, and then. Uh, and then they, it's almost like it worked in the NFL's favor because there was guys not taken that, you know, that they really uh, pushed on get you to try to watch the next day. I know there was kind of a, a huge, uh, you know, surprise for some people that only one quarterback was taken in the first round. So they, they dragged that out for, for a little while. I mean, it, it but, was, it was crazy, man. I mean, like you, to your point, you know, some of the bigger names didn't even get taken on the first day, man. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about just an uneventful, uh, surprising, uh, you know, heart wrenching because a lot of people, you know, they may not understand that, you know, once you once you fall out of that top 10, there's a big dramatic drop off in terms of just how much these guys are making. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, better than most like you know, those first, you know, the first rounder, second round, third round guys are, you know, they're, they're drafting you to start to come to contri- contribute rather to play. But man, when it comes to the pay and the guaranteed money, man, you, you drop out of that, you know, that top 10, top 15, man, it, it changes up real quick. Well, they've moved stuff around too. You know, as far as like the money uh, that those first rounders are getting. Cause I remember way back when, you know, back in the day, you drafted a quarterback in the first round or whatever, you paid him major money. Yeah, it had to. Like that you couldn't part away with. Where now that stuff shifted around where it's like you start seeing first round draft picks, you know, five years in the league, been on three, four different teams. Yeah. You know, because something didn't fit or something didn't work. And uh, you know, I had a I had a buddy ask me, like, hey, how much money did a guy lose not going in the first round of the third round? I said, it'd make you cry. Because it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. I, I, but I said to him, it's like, man, a team at the end of the day, if you ain't cutting it from a third round standpoint, they'll get rid of you quick. I mean, it's almost like a guarantee in roster time, which is hard too. Yeah, you're right. And you know, it's, it's crazy because, you know, with, with the way it is structured, these teams aren't, they're not stupid, man. You know what I'm saying? They're they're not stupid. Um, You know, the NFL, there is a, there is 
a premium that they place on experience. And so they they would a lot of times rather go with an experienced guy who's been in the system, who's been with teams than a new guy that's unproven. And so like to your point, you know, they'll cut you real quick. Man, I was looking at a stat. It's crazy that the different things that happened during this draft, right? Like University of Georgia, bro. They said they had the most ever draft picks ever. From the, in the first round, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it had to be probably, you know, it uh, they pre- had to have probably beat one of like the Miami teams back in the early two thousands or something. It, it was the most, I guess, it was the most ever uh, players drafted by a single school, the University of Georgia. Fifteen players, bro. I think it was fifteen players. Yeah, well, that, I mean, I think that kind of speaks for itself, man. They had some depth over there. I mean, ridiculous, man. I, yeah, and and. Again, the quarterback, you know, what's ironic about the quarterback situation real quick as we're talking about the draft is that, you know, my Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, what I'm saying arguably, you know, we got the best quarterback. I mean, it's a toss up. I mean, Malik Willis is awesome as well, but it's almost like those top three guys, Willis, Pickett uh, and Ritter, they landed at the the best places. Like it, yeah. it was like the best situation for them. You know, Ritter's over, you know, uh, filling the shoes of. Well, he's not filling the shoes of Matt Ryan because they already have a quarterback there in Mariota. Mariota's yeah. the incumbent there now. You got mm-hmm. Malik going over there to back up Tannehill. And I want to—I don't know if you heard what Tannehill said, man. Um, love it. Uh, yeah, he, he took a page out of Brett Favre's book on oh, that one, didn't oh, he? Oh my goodness, dude! And then, and then, you know, we have—we're we, we, getting—we're getting into that. Yeah, sure. no, no doubt. Okay. And then, obviously, yeah. Big Ben is gone. But you know, we got—you know—the the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a process-driven organization, and they always look years in advance. And we got—we got our guy. We got the guy out of the University of Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, the good thing is, too, is it's like what they said, which I didn't know, is they said something along the lines, which you might know more than I do, is that they kind of share a facility. Oh, yeah. University of so, Pittsburgh. So, I mean, they got I mean, if you think about it, it's like th- that had to be one of the draft picks they felt the most confident about because they've seen that that guy on a daily basis. So, I mean, but I mean, we've talked about Pittsburgh, man, whether you're a fan or not, that's an organization that uh, from top to bottom has always done well. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they, always, they're first, always well respected. They're first class, man, and yes, you know, it's one, of, so. it's one of those things where if they're gonna pick you first, they've done their research on you. They know you. They've asked the questions. You know what I'm saying? Oh they, yeah. They've done the research and they're thinking years in advance. So, um, I'm I'm excited about about him. Um, I do. I, I was looking at this stat and I shared this stat with you not too long ago. And it was regarding quarterbacks, but before I right, before I share this, how about the receivers? How about the receiver world right now? It seems like the NFL has no loyalty with top receivers. Receiver None. receivers are coming out a dime a dozen. I mean, they had what? It was like some like seventeen wide receivers that got drafted, like some crazy. Hmm. Well, I mean, like. <sighs> The, the the biggest one that I saw that I didn't agree with was Tennessee parting ways with AJ Brown. Oh my goodness! For that guy they drafted out of Arkansas, and I mean, you know, that, I'm not here to hate on anybody. I mean, that, good for him. You know, I hope he goes over there and and he does really well. But I just don't know how you take proven talent and say, yeah, we can replace that. I, I just don't get that. It, it, I mean, to save a couple of dollars, I just. Uh, it's unbelievable, uh, you know, man. And it's 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 across it, the yeah. league, man. I mean, Amari Cooper, uh, he gone. 
You know what I'm saying? Odell, oh, yeah. o- Odell Beckham Jr. Eh, we don't we don't want him here in, in New York or in Cleveland, in or in Cleveland. But you know what? He's going to get a, a Super Bowl eventually and make us all look bad. And he did that. Um, you got guys. Yep. You got guys like uh, um, again Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, and the Packers let that man go. Man, like, are you serious? Exactly. I mean, Tyreek Hill. He left a Super Bowl like you know team that's on. I the believe. Press- I believe he left for a couple million a year too. Like, what do you mean he left for? I mean, he did. Like, he got I traded. Think there was a, yeah, like they they did a trade, but I think they were. I think I heard something along the lines like they were off by just a couple million. Unbelievable, you know. And then and then you get to the point where it's like Chiefs are like, okay, we'll match it there and that, and it's like, you know what, I'm cool. I mean, because that's you. I mean, I don't know Devonte Adams, but the way it's brought out to us, that's kind of what it looks like. Okay, we're trying to figure out contract. Now, to, now you, now you took too long. Devontae's a little frustrated. Oh no, 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 we'll match it. And then it's like, nah. <laughs> it's crazy, nope. man. It's crazy. See ya. It's like there's it's a, like, no loyalty. Yeah, there's none. And then look at look, 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 look what look what O'Brien did to De- DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he landed with the Cardinals, which was it ended up not being too bad for him. But it's yeah. it's it's almost like they don't care. And you know, you have it. I just think this goes to show you what the future of the league is going to be. It's going to be it's going to be high scoring, action packed, you know, uh, you know, scoring affair. That's what it's going to be. And there are a ton of uh, you know young men coming out of college who are killing it at the wide receiver position. So man, I, so so, yeah. ch- so check this stat out, man. This is regarding quarterbacks, right? And okay. This stat blew my mind, and it said, and this is, you know, we're talking about how there was not a lot of quarterbacks in this year's draft. It was, you know, very weak draft as it relates to QBs, but this this blew my mind. It said that none of the 29 quarterbacks, check this out, none of the 29 quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round, these are first round draft picks, to your point, guys who are getting paid and who are going to play. No, yeah. None of the 29 quarterbacks drafted in the first round between 06 and 2016, so that's a span of 10 years, are still with their original team. None of them. Yeah. Yeah. None of them. I, I, I mean, it's it's crazy how, and you said it, man, I give you the credit for this one. You said, man, because everybody's talking about how, hey, you know what, there's not a lot of quarterbacks this year. But you said, man, there have there haven't been a lot of quarterbacks for years. Well, we and we talked about that uh, in a previous podcast is, you know, something that I notice is they will make people into a first round draft pick because this is all we have to choose from. So they'll have a group of quarterbacks, receivers, whatever. And it's like, well, there's got to be a first round drafted quarterback. There has to be. So who is that guy? Yeah. And, they, and I personally think. If there isn't a guy that's a, just a, of course he's a first rounder. They make him that. Yeah, they got to sell and tickets, bro. They got to sell tickets. They have to. They have to sell tickets, and so then you have these guys drafted in the first round, and they're not a first round talent. They're just not. I yeah. mean, uh, and so they put them in this spot. They don't do what they're supposed to do, and then look what happens. And and I also heard quite a bit of comparison throughout the draft from the you know on the analyst side talking about yeah they really need help here they need this you know that you didn't get the results out of this guy and what they're not really realizing is like 
guys, you do know this is a team sport, right? <laughs> like, you, like this isn't, this isn't, uh, it's different than basketball. This ain't tennis. This isn't golf. This isn't wrestling. You know, like uh, in basketball, a guy can really start taking over. We've seen that. Yeah. But if you take some of these high talented guys and you go put them on the worst team in the NFL, this guy is not going to put up Pro Bowl numbers. I don't care yeah. who he is. He's just not. Oh, and, man. And, and, they're, and they're comparing stats and all these things. I mean, I don't know where Amari Carp. Uh, oh, it was one of them was Amari Cooper. Oh, he was in La- he was in uh, Oakland and then he moved over to Dallas and numbers exploded. It's like how much better of a football team was Dallas than Oakland? Oh, my God. Like, goodness. come on, guys. Like, yeah. where are we, man? It's like I, I don't understand where that's at. Yeah. And then so you take these quarterbacks and you draft them because you hit it on the head. It is about going to the right place. That's what it's about. It's yeah. going to the right place, man. And all, because, all three of those guys. And I don't know. I don't remember. I forget the kid's name out of uh, the young man's name out of North Carolina. I forget where he landed. But, man, those t- those three quarterbacks, they landed literally in the perfect place. He, well, that the guy in North Carolina went to the Washington Commanders. Ooh. So, yeah. Hey, he's like, got a good, he's I got had, about a good shot at anybody though. I've had yet to see somebody do well out of Washington <laughs> in more than a decade. Hey, like I said, he's got a, as good a shot, shot as anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, hey, so, hey, hey, while we're speaking about quarterbacks, how about this quote? I don't think it's my job to mentor him. Speaking about Malik Willis, uh-huh. but if he learns from me along the way, that's a great thing. So this is Ryan Tannehill, who uh, apparently uh, was seeking therapy. Um, because he was in a dark place after the playoff, after the loss. playoff loss. Yeah, yeah. and then the, yep. and, and uh, according to him, if, if I'm not uh, mistaken, the organization that is the Tennessee Titans did not inform him that they were drafting a quarterback, and so yeah. so Buddy was heated. You know what I'm saying? He was heated. Yeah. You know, he didn't come out and you know say that, but it was like, hey, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. I mean, are the what do you what do you think about those words? Are what those is that even? I personally think that screams insecurity, <laughs> but I mean, that's just where I'm at. But then again, there's also the element too, where you start to see there is no loyalty in this game. They don't care oh, about who you are. No, man. they do. They do not care. It's 100% results driven, but you also look on the other side of it too. I'm, I'm Tannehill. You just traded by number one receiver. Just see ya night, night. Yeah. And yeah. then you draft a quarterback. I'm automatically going to be thinking, and and I'm out of the communication. I'm automatically thinking. I'm not in that oh, meeting we room. Might be, we might be regrouping here. Yeah, yeah. We're, hey, we're going to be redoing. Me. Hey, we're, we're re-something, right? Regrouping, retooling, well, reloading. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing something yeah, because again. We, and we might be redoing my contract <laughs> because he's making, <laughs> he's making big numbers. And so you got to look at it, right? We got one of the number one rushing attacks in the league. I mean, no, hands down, hands down. So why not? And if there's anything that that takes pressure off of a off of a young quarterback, it's a great run game. Yeah, uh, and, and he so has and get, he has one of the best in the NFL before he got hurt. If actually oh, he was the best. Well, you, I mean, I don't know how many games he played last year, Joe. I think it was eight. And he almost had a thousand yards rushing. Yeah, dog. He, and he got hurt. I mean, he was, got hurt. And, dude, I mean, that yeah, dude is nasty. Yeah, I mean, I looked at it because I mean his numbers were crazy town. 
And then I'm thinking, I think he only played eight games last year. He had like 980 yards. I'm like, <laughs> what? And so, I mean, I'm looking at it as Tannehill. You take away my best play, uh, my best play action deep threat. I mean, that guy, that receiver they traded is a monster. He is huge, big body. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy, man. Yeah. And you get rid of him, and then you draft a quarterback, and you can't. There's no two ways about it. He was talked about as a first-round draft pick. So the who Titans are, got him you, for a steal. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about A.J. Brown? No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the Malik guy, Willis. Malik Willis. Okay, okay. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Either way, he was talked about like he's a first-round guy. No doubt. Potential top 10 pick. So no either way, I think that's going to make Ryan Tannehill thinking, well, we couldn't close it as a first-round seed in the playoffs. I'm making big numbers right now, and they're probably thinking I'm not earning them. They just trade away my my, my number one receiver. Where are we at right now? Yeah. You know, so I get it. I just like it's also too you you can spin it on both sides. Ryan, they just gave you major money. You have all the game experience. Like go in there and do your job and why why not help the guy? Like like I always thought Brett Favre was like, dude, that like really? Really? You're Brett Favre, you're a Hall of Famer. You I mean, tell me you can't help this guy? So so really? so let me ask you a question, man. So let me ask you a question, and I, and I I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I just just I just want to ask you a question. You played the position, you played yeah. it, you played around other greats that played the position. Obviously, to your point, there is no loyalty, right? So here you are, you're yeah, a starter, you're a starter, right? Your team had a disappointing end of the season last season. You're not involved in these discussions, and here you are drafting a quarterback, a pretty good one, who's who's all the hype, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And, you know, you're in a press, press conference, rather, with the microphone in your face, and you're you're probably pissed, you know what I'm saying? So how, oh, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you handle that? What are you supposed to say? Like, what's the fine line between being real and being, uh, you know, a politician, you know what I'm saying, in terms of being a good teammate? Because, you know... A lot of people would probably side with Tannehill, but then there would be people that said, man, what? he didn't have to say that. I want to know what your take is. What's your take, man? Well, like, I first start off with him saying, I knew nothing about it. When, I, I hope you remember earlier in the year, we heard Aaron Rodgers saying the same stuff. Oh, no I don't doubt. know much about it. So I'm thinking, Ryan, no offense, Ryan, but you're not Aaron Rodgers, and they don't even talk to Aaron Rodgers about personnel decisions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that means... They're talking to nobody about personnel decisions. They're talking to themselves in a way. Yeah. And so. Good point. Good point. It, it, you know, there's that. Uh, I uh, I think sometimes they get those guys thinking they're a part of something that at the end of the day, they're not a part of it. And that's the shame, right? Is you got these guys giving everything to this game and they're not getting what they should be getting in return. And. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a fine line, right? Like you got Ryan Tannehill who has played some really good football. He has. He's played some very good football. So I don't know why you don't take that in there. Hey, you know what? The uh, It's easy for me because it's not my job. I get it. But y you would you would think the, the look of it all would be, hey, you know what? They're doing their job to plan for the future as we've seen for decades on end of what this what this team, what this league is supposed to do. Yeah. But I know I'm the guy I was last year. I played great football, and they've paid me good money to play great football. 
So, uh, you know, like I don't even, I, I think so how do you handle, what's, even, what's, what's the, what's the answer? Like, how do you handle, how, how do you, if it was you, what would you tell, what, what would you be saying with that mic in front of your mouth, bro? What would you be saying? Uh, I, what I would be saying is I am glad we were able to add him to the football team. And he, uh, he looks like he'll be somebody that'd be great for the future. But right now, <laughs> but right now, everybody, we're in the present. And the present is Ryan Tannehill. How do you feel? Okay, let's let's shift. Real you know, quick. Hey, 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 I got a question. But before I ask this question, I got another question. Rabbit trail. Hey, who do you, who do you got? Garoppolo? Are you taking Garoppolo or are you taking Tannehill? <laughs> Man, they're like the same guy almost, kind of. Um, if you take Garoppolo, I'll ask it to you like this. Oh, if you take Garoppolo geez. and you put him in Tennessee, does he do better than if you take Tannehill and put him in San Francisco? Um, I think whoever has that running game is going to do better. So, I mean, I, uh, Debo Samuel, I think that's great. That's awesome. But um, what Vrabel, the head coach, has done in Tennessee with that run game, it's like – that's like the only real true downhill run game I've seen in, in the NFL that, that looks similar to kind of some of like the older the old team school NFL. And it's yeah. like, dude, you I have never I haven't seen somebody with that kind of play action attack yeah. in the NFL right now. And so I think any quarterback that's there is gonna be uh pretty decently successful because you got to stack the box against Derrick Henry. You have to stack the box. That guy, you cannot tackle him with one person. It's impossible. Is that dude, is that is, style of football? You just, well, just like we said, man, all these receivers who've been drafted, right? And we got a lot of other topics. And I love the, you know this NFL topic, but like, is that the is that the wave of the future? You got all these receivers being drafted. You have Derrick Henry, who is an anomaly because there's he is one of one. He's not no yeah. no one's no one's doing what Derrick no Henry's doing. So is that going to be obsolete? Is there going to be an evolution that's going to come back and circle back to you know the two thousand yard rushers again? Like you know, or is this just you know a phase that's going to fizzle out? Well, I think you I think you hit it on the head with Derrick Henry. It's like who's like Derrick Henry? I mean, Derrick Henry. Uh, the only people that I've heard any of like the similar words about. Like Derrick Henry, are you, are you talking guys like uh, Jim Brown, Bo Jackson? Yeah, you know uh, OJ. OJ, um, who's the uh, guy that played for the Oilers? Uh, Earl, uh, Earl Campbell. Campbell. Earl Campbell. You know, yeah. like I mean, you just, I mean, her, maybe uh, you know, I think I said Herschel Walker. I mean, you just got these Herschel big, Walker. Good one. big, big dudes running downhill. Like they just you start seeing the league just ebb and flow, you know, then it's, then it, they're, they're, they're coming off a huge thing. I think you could throw Adrian Peterson in there, but Adrian Peterson is not a big dude though. He was like, like, like Adrian Peterson was like, yeah, he but was, he, he was but just you solid, but solid. you couldn't, but you couldn't take him down with one person. No, that guy and was one of one too. That, exactly. And so, but you do notice they just came out of this huge thing with like, Oh, there's no three down backs anymore. Yeah. You know that we need a third down back. And so every squad would have to have a third down kind of a scat back. 
you know, a good screen pass guy, something like that. Which is and, to me, which is to me is just like doesn't make any sense in the world because those guys used to be called Thurman Thomas. Those guys used to be called Marshall Falk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like th- those yeah, those guys yeah. were on the field every snap, and they could do they could do it yeah. all. They could do it all. Brian Westbrook and, and exactly, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I think the I think the NFL has a identity crisis every year because they're trying to figure something else out. They need something new. Well, it got to the point where it's like we're trying to find a bunch of these running quarterbacks because Michael Vick hit the scene. And how many of those guys have had to learn how to throw the ball because they can't, at, you look, can't win Super Bowls, bro. Look at Lamar, Either that or, at, they're get, or they're getting folded, bro. Oh, dude, that's every year. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, uh, Kaepernick, yep. you know what I'm saying? Um, well, and, if you, and if you notice, what did Michael Vick have to do? He had to. He and the thing he of, had to learn how to throw the ball and be a passer. Yeah, and he had an arm. No one ever doubted oh, that. He Michael could, Vick. He had a. Uh, he could was, throw the ball yeah. like very few people on this planet ever could. Yeah, he was. He was. They, they, see, in my opinion, like when you look at Randall Cunningham, I think Randall Cunningham was before his time. Like yes, like he was before his time. And you then, want to talk about somebody that could throw the deep ball? Oh my goodness! And it was my it was, heavens, it was pretty too. He threw it pretty. What was deep nice ball. is when he was kind of when he was there, right when Randy Moss came in. Yeah, and he just and he'd be playing like that game. You play like five hundred. <laughs> hey, go deep. Go deep. And you just you go just deep. he just close his eyes and huck it. You know? Hey, so we got yeah. spoiled with Randall Cunningham, and all of a sudden Michael Vick came and he just jacked everybody up because he was a yeah. left handed, a left handed quarterback that could run. That was four four three four four speed. No, I bet you he was faster than that. And that and that can put the ball on a on a dot. Like I mean, the dude is like we had never seen anything well, like that. Well, the the thing is though, too though, right? It's just like, but his game had to evolve. But if you notice, everybody tried to recreate Michael Vick, and nobody did it because if you start noticing, like they, uh, everybody was all hot on Colin Kaepernick for a while, came out had a great little spurt, and then what happened? They had the off season. Everybody watched tape on him, and look what happened. That's what happens, though, man. And there's no ev- and there's no evolution. And so Mike Michael Vick had to evolve. Yeah. Lam- uh, uh, um, Lamar Jackson has evolved. He's had to throw more. Russell yeah. Wilson, Cam evolved. Newton, Cam Newton, Cam- Russell Wilson, well, Kyler exactly. Murray. Kyler Murray's going through his lumps right now. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. And it's and the thing is, is the NFL keeps trying to recreate something. And, and and they're trying to just oh well what's going to be the next thing what's going to be the next thing and it's like I what I've said too is I think a lot of the times the NFL make way too complicated man yeah it just needs to be X's X's and O's and let's just have the passing tree because it works it's my guy needs to be better than you speaking that's of, how this works speaking of passing tree great Bill Walsh I'm reminded of Steve Young Steve Young used to run the rock too people don't know about sure that did. he used to run the rock too again left-handed quarterback that had yeah. an arm but he had to evolve I was actually what did he do what did he do to win a Super Bowl he had to throw the ball exactly and yeah I was I I remember the game where I'm pretty sure it was one of his last games if not his last game where Aeneas Williams knocked him mm-hmm. out cold. I think it. I think it was. I think it was a corner blitz, and he put him out. Yeah. And that Arizona was Cardinal. That was that it. I was a ball player. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so you talking about evolution, evolve. I think you bring up great points, man. We could talk about the league all day, man. NFL all day, but I want to pivot real quick to NBA. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah. Th- this has been some some really great play. Um, you know, for the playoffs, and I know that we had uh, Dr. Ben McKinday on a prior podcast, and we we're talking about you know the multitude of dudes that are hurt right now, and how that's kind of really changed the landscape of the NBA. But man, what are some of your thoughts regarding some of the teams that are still in it right now? Well, it's it, you can tell it's it's starting to shift now. Like we're getting out of the LeBron era. Yeah. You know, and it's starting to I mean, obviously Steph, Curry and and you know, they're still they're still there. But you're starting to see like you know, the I remember like when Kobe was running everything and then you had Durant and Harden and Westbrook, LeBron, all these guys coming up and now it's almost like, you know, I mean, uh Everything that happened with Kobe, obviously, uh, you know, uh, but LeBron's not in the playoffs. And then you, you're just starting to see this new wave of superstars come up, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name, but the guy that plays for uh, Memphis. John Morant. Oh, dude. He's a beast, man. I mean, you're starting to see some of this young talent. And what I like is it's like, OK, we're starting to get some guys that's making the league kind of watchable for a while. Because if, you know, for a minute, it was kind of like, oh, man, we just want to watch the Heat play with 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 the big three mm-hmm. with LeBron and Wade and all that and, and then I I feel there was a drop off for a little while and now it seems like we got some you know we got some guys now that are playing good basketball yeah man I mean you have Giannis you have you got Luca you got Booker yeah you got uh you know Joel Embiid you know you have a lot of players man who um, are you know getting ready to take that torch? You know, going yeah. going forward, and so it's been it's been good, man. Uh, you know, I I don't know, I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, who do you think who, who do you think is coming out of the East and the West, man? Real quick. Oh, dude, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think the uh, I do like the Grizzlies. You know, but well, I mean, where are you at? <sighs> man, I think the Suns. I think that if, if the Suns, I'll put it this way: if the Suns don't win an NBA Finals this year, I don't think their their window's gone. Because I mean, I'd like I'd like Chris Paul to get something. Yeah, you got Chris Paul, you got Book, you got a nice young team that yeah is you know has the floor general, and I there's no look at look at coming out of the West, man. There's no there's no LeBron, there's no there's no um. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the young talent out of uh of Utah. Those those guys got eliminated. Yeah. Um. Yep. J- Jamal Murray is not playing. Kawhi Leonard is not playing. You know. Uh. You have yep. the the monsters of the West, man. With the exception of the Golden State Warriors, who look mortal. You know, when you start to see them play against, you know, yeah. Uh, in the in I, these playoffs, I, you know, man. I always like our our guy. Uh, 50 chicken McMinnies. Oh, I always like our guy at the, you know, Giannis, man. Like, you, you can't, you can't bet against Giannis, man. Dude, I mean, I watched the game the other day for a while. We had that triple double. It's just like, what I like is he's a, he really comes off like he's just a team guy. Yeah. Like, I just want to do whatever I got to do for my team to win. If it's to score 50 or it's to sit down here and rebound all day. I just let's win. What do we got to do? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I like that, man. You yeah, know, that's kind of old school NBA, man. I, I like that. Yeah, Giannis is, uh, Giannis is, man. He, he has, shoot, man. That that guy's special. And then, it's, yeah, I think, yeah. I think in the East, man. I think, I mean, there's no, there's no Kevin Durant. There's no Kyle, uh, nah. uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. So, nah. so it, out of the East, man. I, I want to say, I just think you're going to see Giannis, or you're going to see. 
the Miami Heat. I just, that's what I think is coming out of the East. Um, okay. And then you're going to see the Suns. I mean, the Suns have a good path. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I just think that they can. They're they're deep, and I think they can outlast. You know, they've never really closed. They've never really closed it though, huh? Nah, man. So yeah, we'll that see. would be big for them. We'll see, man. So real quick, man. I don't know. Did you hear the news about Jerry Jones? <laughs> no. What do we got? So Jerry Jones, and thank God he's okay. But Jerry Jones. Oh, I didn't know. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm he, sorry. He, he, no, he he got into a car crash um, around really? eight p.m. near Harry Hines Boulevard um, in Texas, in Dallas. And um, oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, he's at home. They said he's at home and he's comfortably resting at home right now. Um, I'm not gonna. I get, didn't know Jerry drives. Well, he. I don't know if he was either, but um, okay. You know, I'm not gonna get into it here. But if you do some research on Harry Hines uh, Boulevard in in Texas and Dallas, there, um, you're gonna come up with some interesting things. So what he was doing there is none of our business. I don't, I don't know what he was doing there, but uh, <laughs> let's just say he was. Uh, let's just say he was involved in a minor crash, but he's at home and he's doing well. So I'm just going I'm just going to leave it at that and I'll let y'all interpret as you can as you may as you want to but uh that's all I got man I just wondered if you uh, you know you heard, heard anything about that man Hey I, I did not <laughs> I mean I'm I'm kind of interested to see what happens on old Harry Hines you left us in the dark Oh man yeah man we're just going to leave that right there you know what I'm saying <laughs> How about how about hey, hey, hey not to change the subject but anytime somebody says not to change the subject that's what we're doing How about how, how yeah. about how about Dave Chappelle man do you see that junk no, what do you do? Are you serious? Do. Oh. Dave's, been tell, Dave's been going around telling the truth lately, though. Hey, you didn't see what happened? <laughs> Whatever. So what do he's do? doing. A, he's at a show, and some dude rushes the stage and try oh, and tries no. to tackle him. Tries to tackle him. You're kidding me, dude. And he got. And let's just say that the, the, the I'm not going to call him the poor guy because he deserved what he got, but the guy got like literally stomped. By Dave? Well, I think Dave may have gotten some kicks in there. I'm not sure. But the the, the security team that they had, oh, buddy. There's pictures that they showed uh, you know, with, the, with this dude that's rushed the stage. He did not look good, man. Well, better think twice, brother. Hey, man. <laughs> better, better, you know. Unbelievable. Hey, that's one of those. <laughs> I heard somebody say the other day, hey, you're going to go into a fight. <laughs> you better know you're going to win. Seriously, man. <laughs> you better know. I mean, the, know, the, the I dude mean, had yeah. the dude rushed the stage, man, and just you know, I, I, I mean, what did this you say? This ain't the o- this ain't the Oscars, brother. This ain't yeah. This ain't uh, this ain't the Oscars. I just you know, as we get ready to close here, man. What are, what are some of your thoughts here? So you know, there's a couple things that I think about, right? That that kind of make me mad, you know. So number one, here you have a public event, a public venue. Yes. You know, it's this is a public venue, right? And you have a situation where you have a lot of people who are coming near and far to watch this performance by this man of renown, this man of acclaim, uh, this you know, uh, you paying know, good money, paying yeah, paying good money to to watch this entertainment, right? And yep. once you go through the security screen, you go through the doors, you go through all the stuff. Make sure you don't have any metal blades in your pockets or in your backpack, whatever the case may be. You you all pile in to this enclosed tight space and you have no idea what, you know, you know, Joe Schmo has, you know what I'm saying? In, yeah. in his backpack or what, you know, you know, Sally has in her purse. And all of a sudden you, you're in a situation where you're, you're entertaining people and you just get straight bum rushed, bro. And yeah. 
it makes me mad. The reason why it makes me mad is because, and not that Will Smith started this, because people have been streaking, people have been rushing stages for as long as the the, the day is long. You know what I'm saying? For, for for as long as we can remember. But I feel like the Will Smith thing just kind of it it, it kind of ratcheted this whole talk oh, of man. security it, up to another it, level. It, uh, I think it gave people some, uh, you know, a little bit more courage. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're going to look at it and say, well, Will Smith did it. What happened to Will Smith? Nothing. Nothing. Well, he got slapped. Absolutely he nothing. A, he got a 10-year ban. Well, I think he I think he banned himself, they said. Mm, that's interesting. That's the first I've been hearing about that, but that's I interesting. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that, but, I mean, it's just kind of like you, you let somebody act like uh, act ridiculous like that, and there's no – I mean, okay, a 10-year ban. What real consequence is that to Will Smith? That ain't that, that's nothing. Where could you imagine what would happen if some stranger went up and slapped Chris Rock? Oh. Some just Joe Blow goes oh. up there and just and, and decks the dude. Finished. Finished. Yeah. Finished. You know, I mean, pro, I mean, just prosecuted to just the fullest extent of the law. Yeah. Finished. And, and yeah, and it's just, I, I mean, I'm with you on that. I, uh, we're getting to a place right now where something needs to be done because there's like a, such an entitlement. Going around, you see the do you see the one chick dude yeah. that rushed the NBA uh, the the NBA course? Uh, oh. with the, she had a ref- she, got, she had a referee she got handled. <laughs> hey, too. talk about a per- well, talk about a form tackle. <laughs> hey, hey, she got she got. You want to talk about reaction time? Oh my god, aggressive. It was almost like it was so perfect that I was almost like, man, did the security guard know that did she they was time this exactly? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did they time this up? Yeah, that's what is like. The, the, it's setting a standard that I definitely think uh, – I don't think Will Smith started the movement, but I definitely think he put some momentum behind it. Oh, my. People are just getting bold, man. Where you can just go – it's like you can do whatever you want. And and the thing is, it's like – and they're right for doing it. In their mind. That's the, that's the thing. Well, I think there's there's – I mean there was quite a bit of support. I mean so Will Smith, if we don't forget – when he stood up and gave when when he uh, when he was announced as the winner, what did he receive? A standing ovation. Yeah, I a, think that's, so, that's that that was a bunch of I, t- to me. I just feel like that was just like sh- you know that was just a re- like a knee jerk reaction shock. What just happened? People are yeah. still questioning. Oh my gosh! And it's like this mob mentality where. There's so much energy in the air that you don't know what to do but clap. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when you look back at it, yeah, it was the I'd dumbest agree, thing I'd ever. I agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree wholeheartedly with that. The tough thing is, Joe, is we're at a place now where it's like there's no real accountability. Yeah. Just do whatever you want. It's okay. And it's just – and it's going to a bad – It's. I mean – I don't know. I, I think you're, you, it's opening up the can. The last thing I'll say on that topic is this: is that it's opening up the can because if you if people have the audacity to do this at the Oscars, if people yes. have the audacity to do this at a Dave Chappelle show, if they have the audacity to do it at these you know just highly visible televised events, dude, they're gonna do it at colleges. They're gonna do it oh, in yeah. in high schools. Uh, I remember. I think it was my don't quote me on this, but I believe it was Monica Sellis, man, famous tennis player years ago. There was a guy that rushed the the, the tennis court and like stabbed her. Can you imagine? Jeez. Can you imagine? You're just doing your, your deal, bro. And somebody comes out. So you're just competing, doing what you've been blessed to do. 
and somebody just comes out of the stands and starts stabbing you. Mind blowing. I mean, what? Yeah. It it was an on the court stabbing. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing right now, man? Exactly. No, you're dead right, man. And that's the thing is where are we at? Like, where's this really going? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I just feel, I feel like it's a, you you know, you know, it's a, hold on one second. You know, it's crazy. So I'm not going to say his name, but I got a chance to, uh, um, I got a chance to, to sit down with a Navy SEAL one day and, uh, and, and he was telling me about different things that he was doing and stuff like that. And I asked him, I said, I said, when you're in a, a highly volatile situation, you know, when you're occupying a region or whatever, and you start looking at the throngs of the masses and the people and you have someone of interest or somebody that looks shady. I say, what do yeah. you, I say, what do you look for? Like, what, what are the what are the signs and the tells without hesitation? He goes, I always look at their hands. He goes, I, hmm. I, I always look at their hands. He said, their hands are going to tell you everything. Their hands tell you everything. And it's crazy when you think about it because the hands, man, provide balance. They're the ones that, you know, are engage weapons. They're the ones that uh, basically they're, they're the body part that tells you what the heck is about to happen next. You know what I'm saying? And so when he said that, it was so simple, but it made a lot of sense. And he goes, anytime we see someone of interest, we always watch what their hands are doing. And I'm like, mm. wow, that makes sense. And it makes sense how that, that one lady got form tackled. <laughs> Because she, she must have been doing something that tipped off the uh, old security guard. That guy should, you know, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, but that person deserves to be recognized for quickest reaction oh, time yeah. on this side of the Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was on another. <laughs> that was on another level. Yeah, man. Yeah. What else you That's got, the man? One thing it just looked like. That, no, I was just gonna say because it looked like they timed it together. It was too like, perfect, man. We're gonna go in three, two, two and go, <laughs> three, two and go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that like to me. Oh, yeah. buddy, oh, buddy. Let's. This is a demonstration. We, we are we are going to, uh, uh, you know, enact. I mean, we are going to react. What happens <laughs> when somebody rushes the court? <laughs> it was too perfect. Dog. It was too perfect, was. man. Yeah, they, that was choreographed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, man! That's gonna have everybody and their mom think twice before they rush the court, man. Yeah, I'm, they need to start putting something behind this, man. They <sighs> really do, man. So, and those, and you know, and, and and this is the thing though; those seats are not cheap seats either. No, no. Have you? I mean, you're talking some of the. I mean. <laughs> I mean, you can you talking you, so many seats for these playoff games? You can buy a small thousands. car. Yeah, you can buy a small car with that. Oh, thousands. You know what I'm saying? Man, I mean, like, I was looking up prices, uh, you know, a couple months back, like, wondering, okay, what would, like, floor seats at the Lakers cost? Oh, jeez. Poof. Mind-blowing. I'm thinking, who in the world is wasting that kind of money? I, I want I want to sit next to Jack Nicholson. Well, that's going to cost you about twenty k, buddy. Yeah, uh, well, that's a year at USC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that would be your fall <laughs> semester at UCLA. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that and does then, not oh, include that I, does not include a meal plan. It does not include a no, meal plan, mom and dad. No, it doesn't. 
Not at all. Oh, yeah, you want a drink? Uh, that would be how much your books would cost. <laughs> Crazy, man. Uh, I can't hey, believe that. Hey, 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 those are the type of tickets you spend 20, you slide the card, man, spend 20K, and you get one Coke. You get one Coke for the whole <laughs> whole game. You try, right. Hey, that's, you try to make that Coke, cool. you try to make that Coke and popcorn last for the last. whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Jack, right hey now. Jack, can you sign my can you sign my popcorn bucket? <laughs> Dude, that's the type of thing right there where it's like that needs to be all inclusive. I'm paying money like that. I'm that's that's gotta be like one of those resorts. I hey, can eat whatever. Bruh, that's like a cruise ship. Hey, that's that's one of them jokers where hey, I'm bringing my whole family. We all getting up <laughs> yes. in here and we get yes. into the stadium three hours early. And we gonna and leave the, three and hours you after. Me, and, and you picking us up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you picking us up and dropping us off. <laughs> and I will be getting, I will be getting a box of gold bullion cubes too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come and on, man. I will be coming in through the players' entrance <laughs> as well, <laughs> where where I will be greeted with yet another buffet. <laughs> yes, I mean, where are we? I can't believe. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling like you. Hey, you spend that 20k, man. You, you, hey, you eat that popcorn for the whole game. But like, you tell your kids, hey, man, this is all we getting, man. This, as a matter Make of fact, last. Hey, as a matter of fact, we ain't eating nothing for the rest of the week up in this mug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that that coke's gonna be watered down. It's gonna take someone <laughs> to drink. <laughs> Them ice cubes gonna melt. <laughs> hey, hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Can I borrow a couple dollars, bro? <laughs> Hey Jack, hey Jack, yeah. hey, hey Jack, where you get the nachos from, man? I'm looking kind of good, yeah. man. Let me get a meal plan, Jackie. <laughs> oh man, hey man, for my guest, for my co-host rather, Derek Divine. This is Josiah Egano with the All Things Performance Podcast. Hope you guys have a tremendous day, man. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely.